All right, we're back. Call your cast. It's been a while. Justin, and I'm here with Charlie. Nation. different this time, like I said. We're not in the same room. We're doing this over Ventrilo. Yeah, we're gonna talk to you guys about 9/11, even though this is probably gonna come out like 9/12. <laughs> Most likely, but we're getting to it. Still 9/11. We had to do a 9/11 podcast episode. So we're coming at you with one. All right, so. Jeez, I don't even know where to start with 9-11. Yeah. A lot to talk about. Especially, it's a... It's a weird topic to be honestly talking about it. Because it's like, you have those people who are... Who lost live, and then... Who want to remember the day, and like... Remembrance and honor the people, the loved ones that were lost. But then you have the people nowadays who... Opinions are like... Oh no! Don't do that. That would be um, kind of inconsiderate for the pe- for the nine eleven that or the attack that took place. I don't know if you were following in recent news, but um, like the governor of New York or basically the people in New York City didn't want. Um, I guess they were talking about like a re- resemblance, not a resemblance, but like last last time around they like in the in the. Tower spot, they would like shoot up beams to resemble the lights. Um, but I oh, guess like they just a memorial. Didn't, yeah, like a memorial. But I guess they didn't want to do any memorial this year. That's weird. Yeah, I thought that was weird. But even though it like pretty much changed the course of history, it's like written in each history book now. Well, I'm looking at like the timeline of events, and one thing that kind of sticks out to me. Yeah. Is like the numbers, like I see thirty-seven, seven fifty-seven with seven crew members, and it's just like there's a lot of seven. So I don't know if there's any gematria involved, which I'm sure there is, but it's just interesting to see. Are you looking at an article right now? Uh, I'm just kind of looking at like the timeline of events. Uh, it's presented by Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. Can you send me that you link, or is it a link that you sent me already? Um, official story of what happened for those who don't know although if you're American and don't know about 9-11 you've been living under a rock hey Charlie can you do me a favor could you just get a little bit closer to the mic oh I, sorry I was saying uh, do you guys want to start with the official story of what happened at 9-11 for those who yeah the, the official mainstream story that we were everybody was told yeah. Yeah, let's start with that. That's a perfect place to start. So basically, uh, the main stream story, I guess, the main narrative is that hijackers had hijacked multiple planes. Some were just armed with box cutters, apparently. <laughs> and uh, they were able to hijack the planes, and two of them crashed into the Twin Towers. I think one crashed into the Pentagon. And I think another crashed into a field. And when that crashed um, into the field was was taken down because the people's ears overthrown. 
hijackers, right? Yeah, I, I, that's the story, yeah. It says there were four crashes in total. Let me see here. So, at 8.46 a.m., five hijackers crashed American Airlines Flight 11 into the World Trade Center North Tower. At 9.03 a.m., another five hijackers crashed Flight 175 into Tower 2. And then another five hijackers flew American Airlines Flight 77 into the Pentagon at 9.37. And the fourth flight crashed near Shanksville, Pennsylvania at 10.03 after the passengers fought the four hijackers. So I guess they didn't have that one extra guy. <laughs> so that, the one that crashed, that was on its way to the White House, right? I believe so. I believe that's the story was that it was on its way to the White House, which again, I don't know if you look at things from like, a, it's just how convenient is that the one headed for the White House was, I was talking about this with Charlie, like even the whole like Osama bin Laden thing, Joe Rogan has a joke from one of his stand up comedy specials where he compares Osama bin Laden to like a comic book uh, villain and in the fact that like he lives in a cave, but he has all this money to like coordinate attacks. And that every time the U.S. has this plan to capture him, he is able to evade capture somehow, you know. So it's just very superhero-esque in that sense. Or supervillain. Um, and then even if uh, you remember, I gotta look up the movie real quick. I'm pretty sure it was Iron Man 3. Yeah, it was Iron Man 3. So in Iron Man 3, they have, um, all right, I'm pretty sure it's Iron Man 3, but... It is. They uh, have uh, they have a bad guy called the um, the Mandarin and um, I remember yeah and the what he basically did was what Osama bin Laden did which was make terrorist videos like threatening he would uh take pretty much credit for the terrorist attacks that they were yeah. doing in the movie but in the movie it turns out that the Mandarin is just an actor so he's not even. I think he gets, like, this American accent on, but, like, he's really some British dude, and he's, like, an actor. And so it's just, like, that's funny, because I know in the movie he says, you just give a face to evil, and people will, like, go after that one face. And it's, it's like, that's kind of what we did with Osama Bin Laden, you know? Yeah, giving movies um, kind of, like... It's the truth, like, putting right in our faces, like, showing... You yeah, it's basically, yeah. It's just, like, they don't just come up with this off the top of their head, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, so back to September 11th. I mean, before we start even going into, I mean, we're talking about the actual story. Uh, the actual story that was being reported, they were all, because, I mean, what off, off, <laughs> What was his race? I mean, it was, like, Afghan or Iran? Iran or Osama bin Laden? Yeah. Uh, cause, I want to say. Because my main point is there was a story that came out. Basically saying a lot of the people who He's from did Saudi the, Arabia. Yeah, Saudi Arabian. They were actually yeah. Saudi Arabian and not that's what they a, That's reported. another thing about these um terrorists that were on the plane is that a lot of them were from Saudi Arabia. Well allegedly. So to say they were from Saudi Arabia is a stretch, but a lot of them got their passports from Saudi Arabia. And they all oh, happened to okay. oh, sorry. Uh, they all happened to get their passports from uh, the same consulate in the same city, you know, in Saudi Arabia. And then almost as if it was just like 
they yeah and it was a team effort oh, man hold on I, I just have to kind of find everything now because <laughs> there's that video where he says um they were pretty much just giving passports to almost anybody uh let me see if i could find that video clip and this is in saudi arabia yeah so hold on yeah all right uh, holding on to my seat there from all over the middle east uh for visas to come to the united states and I was told they were terrorists that were recruited to come to the U.S. for training and shipped back to Afghanistan for fighting the Soviet soldiers. And this was, when I was there, this was between 1987 and 1989. And it wasn't until I got back to D.C. and talked to the journalist Joe Trento and a couple of other people. One was a guy connected with a local university here in D.C. and another fellow who was uh, with another government agency. Uh, but I learned that, you know, it wasn't visa fraud like I thought at the time. I thought somebody was being paid under the table for this uh, based on a conversation I had with a guy. And um, I thought that, you know, this was really strange, but I couldn't explain it. And then when Trento and these other people started talking to me, and I said, well, this explains the whole thing. The reason why there was this pressure, the reason why these guys who were not businessmen who were not educated, who were essentially low-level clerk-type people, uh, supermarket checkers, uh, you know, guys who worked in an auto parts store, why visas were being demanded for them. And, you know, they, they, the, when I put the pieces together from my three contacts, it was people who were being here, who were brought here, who were recruited by the CIA, and this asset, Osama bin Laden, to come to the United States for training as terrorists and to return them to Afghanistan to fight with the Soviet soldiers there and kill them. Yeah, so that dude, he uh, he worked for that consulate. Uh, his name was Springman, but oh, I forgot his first like, name. But he worked for that consulate in Saudi go, Arabia where a lot of those terrorists go ahead of got their uh, passports. What we just heard, that's definitely a, like a bombshell. Okay, so... What he was telling us basically is this is all planned by the CIA? Pretty much. Well, Saudi Arabia, the CIA, I mean, really, the suspect list is pretty big because you have insurance companies. The insurance payout for the World Trade Center disaster was like $4.5 billion. And for the payout that big, it had to be split between... I think it was 25 insurance companies, which, again, I think it's the single biggest payout ever. I don't think it's ever been topped. Hey, I've also heard that as well. So, I mean, it goes, we have um, the insurers in on it. So, who was the guy that originally signed the papers to have, like, this 99-year-long insurance papers for the buildings? Because he's also on the record being quoted for being on the phone, like, prior, like, after the towers being fallen, being on the phone with like the insurers seeing how if you can get like insurance money from the two towers that were falling i have to find his name right now but i think it's i want to say his name is larry silverstein yeah larry silverstein and so when he uh bought the world trade center he signed a 99 year lease my okay so the reason why i bring this up because my mom had a question about it because he 
because I brought this up to her, and she was like, they really are going to evolve an average, not an average man, but in a, in, a, in a sense just a businessman to be along on this ride. But, um, I mean... Well, he's not just, like, any businessman. Apparently, he's, like, just a high-level businessman, like, for different real estates, insurance companies, Silverstein properties... So it's he, he's a big name in New York. So would you go and say it's kind of like the truth behind Breaking Bad, where you know there's the uncle. I don't know if it's its uncle, but um, son-in-law. I don't really know Breaking Bad to be honest. So okay, well let me tell you a little like storyline. Like his son-in-law is basically a DEA detective, and basically. Him himself, the story is behind him, basically, he's a meth cook, he likes to cook meth, and he's great at it, but he originally, you know, he's a teacher, he's a chemist, he's a chemistry teacher, and so he's tired of the the, the really low paid at his job, and he wants to uh, make, basically make ends meet, and before he dies, he, I mean, he finds out he has, he's, you know, he's got cancer, so he's sick of what he's doing for so long, and he wants to make money for his family, but, um... The point that I'm getting at is later along in the movie or the show is you he ties to some himself with like for example he meets a lawyer but his lawyer is also you know a lawyer to the crooks so basically like like the lawyer is crooked is what I'm trying to get at is that so I'm I'm you know how there's truth in many movies I'm wondering if like I mean, I mean I'm sure it happens all the time it's just like. like the thing about movies is like you know they don't just come up with the ideas off the top of their heads you know they don't just like oh you know what's a good idea have what all these, was that have a bad guy website. who's not really a bad guy he's just a face and the real bad guys are behind the scenes you know what was that like, one website we researched on previously in our episode the cia not just the cia but like the department of defense fbi military they all have their hands in hollywood and I'm pretty sure music, too. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. But back on 9-11 topic. Okay. So when uh, the World Trade Centers were attacked on 9-11, this dude... Sorry. I'm just reading through this. So all of the buildings were destroyed, which apparently was one, two, three, four, five, six, and 7 buildings. They were destroyed or damaged beyond repair. The, dispute, the insurance dispute were for only buildings 1, 2, 4, and 5. There's a whole bunch of like stuff to undercover for this topic, but I'm sure you heard of like what they were saying. Where I guess there was like people were questioning that like how did the building come down so fast, and like they were questioning like like they heard like kind of what was guns gunshots before the event took place, like the actual like what they say quote unquote an airplane crashing into the the towers. Um, a lot of a lot of the like eyewitnesses say there was like a bright white light, and then some there's speculation saying like thermite was evolved or nano thermite. Yeah, we have. So theories. my my idea, my theory behind it is so, you know how like the the building is, I guess set up for demolition. So you do you think during the construction of this the towers it was kind of like pre-set up with like thermite in certain areas to if they wanted to demolition the building that it would easily come down well we have there are videos where you'll see like the molten steel falling off of the buildings of 9-11 and they say that the steel can only get that height that hot 
with uh, the thermite involved. They, I don't think they built the towers with the thermite in it, but someone could have easily placed the thermite in the towers. And yeah, the, it, no, a lot of the um, collapses look super, um, they look like controlled demolitions. And uh, the yeah, official story says that they came down due to fires, but th these towers are made of steel. All those beams are made of steel. And for steel to bend, to melt and bend the way that they sang, yeah, it so, needs to be super hot. Can we the National also... Institute of Technology, uh, they said that the World Trade Center, the air temperature was 1,832 degrees Fahrenheit, which is... A thousand degrees colder than what's needed to melt steel. There's, and then there's also a lot of people quoted in many of them, like uh, not articles, but um, in their news submissions that they were they were saying that there was like fires underneath the building that were hot enough. So my my question is, is like how did the fires get underneath it? Was there already a fire? being started underneath the twin towers before well, it collapsed. I think you might be talking about when the after the towers collapsed. Yeah, but they, that's what that's were... what I'm trying to get at though. Like yes I understand Well that the thing is that the thermite it burned so hot that even like days later it was still hot cuz yeah, it was so hot that it was melting the, the workers that were trying to sort through the rubble and get through the and there's a, this is kind of speculation, but there is a, something called nanothermite, which was developed by the military. And, I mean, so it's theory that they, that was probably used. Uh, yeah. Back but, to what I was saying, the, the uh, fires that were burning underneath the rubble of the Twin Towers was so hot that it was melting the workers' boots after a certain amount of time so that's just further evidence to go to show that it was um this uh, thermite or thermate that was used to bring these towers down all right and then so even the day of like during 9 11 george bush he was at an elementary school in florida he had no idea of anything that was going on and uh the second person in command was donald rumsfeld so he was kind of like the person in charge because the president wasn't around. So, um, Donald Rumsfeld, yeah. So, um, when the attacks were finally acknowledged and uh, brought to Donald Rumsfeld's um, desk, pretty much, um, it was 9.05. They didn't have an answer. He didn't start meeting with the crisis action team till 10 a.m. So pretty much he had a whole hour of not really doing much to to uh, acknowledge these um Yeah, because if you attacks. go to the timeline, by 10 a.m. they were already telling uh, the fire uh, fighters to evacuate the building. And that's just when they were starting to get their plan together. I think either one or both planes already hit at this point. Yeah, oh yeah, this is already, everything's kind of already went down at this point. Okay, so when did the actual the tower collapses first tower at 959? The, the south first tower, tower was hit tower at 959? That's when it collapsed. 
Okay, so the tower collapsed at 9.59, and when was the President Bush warn or aware of this situation? Because you said he was, like, told about it at 10 a.m.? No, that was Donald Rumsfeld. He was very, he was notified at, like, 10. Okay, so at 9.35, the president it departs from the elementary school. So we're saying, he probably finds out, now oh, here we go. 929, Bush makes his first public statements about the attack in front of the audience of about 200 teachers and students at the elementary school. Yeah, it doesn't look... Alright, I'm going off of memory by now, but I remember seeing a video of a... the airplane, you know, going in, like, you know, to the tower. But the video I saw was basically the jet passing kind of like through them the the twin towers before it actually got to the other tower i don't know if you it's hard to explain but it almost in a sense of if like it was like kind of holographic there like it was just like yeah a, that's like a, a theory that the planes were that there were no real planes that hit the twin towers that they were holographs and then there is another video where we saw one of the planes going into the building. And it's just really weird that you don't really see, like, you know how when you crash, like, a car, you kind of see debris from the car flying off. You know, you saw no debris from the plane. It just kind of went into the building like nothing, you know? Yeah, I mean, another thing is to know, like, we don't know how, you know, this was the first time, so to speak, an airplane is being crashed into a building like this. So I don't know really. I don't really know how it would react to the building. Cause like the thing about a plane is like for it to fly, it has to kind of be light, you know, light material. Yeah, yeah. And the building, for it to be that tall, cause at the time it was like one of the tallest buildings in the country, it has to be really well supported and like you can look it up. There's like steel structures, a steel frame all throughout the building, you know, and that, yeah, yeah. the airplanes went into it like nothing. Like nothing, yeah, I know, I I saw the video basically just like turn into nothing, but another thing is to note, a lot of people mentioned that there was no like debris of the airplane parts. Yeah, and then that really comes up also when you look into the plane crash in the Pentagon. Um, I sent you a link. Yeah, the one video where it's like a missile. It's like a missile that crashed into the Pentagon. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then the hole the hole in the Pentagon where the plane um hit it wasn't it didn't look big enough to be a, a plane the size that they're talking about. And then Justin, if you can Google the AGM-86 ALCM missile, you'll see a picture of like it looks exactly yeah, like what we saw A6. in the video. You know? Not exactly because you, you see it so fast, but, but it you looks know. Looks like something that would be of that size. Yeah. All right. Let me let me see if I spelled this out correctly. Okay. Um, is it the AGM dash A six missile? Eighty six. Yeah. Oh, eighty six. Oh, there we go. AGM dash A eighty six. Yeah. yeah. 
A-L-C-M. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting this wrong. Hold on. Spell it again. A-G-M dash eight six space A-L-C-M. Missile. Jesus, what a, what a freaking codename for a missile. <laughs> Funny enough, it was built by Boeing, which was also the planes that were hijacked. Alright, another thing to say is, is that's going to speculation that I do remember at the time is um they were saying that the reason why like the steel melted so easily is because of the fuel that is used in the jet airliners is so hot that it basically just melted everything is that i don't know if you guys heard of that one well i mean i mentioned it already but the national institute of technology says that the air temperature at the world trade center at its highest during the attack was 1832 degrees fahrenheit which is a thousand degrees colder than what's needed to melt steel and not only that there is a group of um architects and engineers um i I believe they're they're on YouTube. We'll put the link. We'll include the link on the website. <clears throat> but they talk about, you know, they have a petition signed with over three thousand architects and engineers trying to get an investigation back into nine eleven, because they even say that the temperatures needed to burn to melt steel the way the steel was melted in nine in when the towers collapsed is uh you can't do that with just a, a regular fire like the fuel even with the jet fuel and the fuel inside the offices it wouldn't burn hot enough to melt the steel the way it was melted and there's no, no real way to get a good investigation on it anymore because um while they were while they were cleaning up 9-11 they were shipping all that steel off to China and other places to be melted down and recycled they and didn't even care to look to do a proper thorough investigation into what happened of course not they want to cover their own asses and I think some of the cement and I think it even mentioned human remains were like used for like pavement for the roads too. Ooh. Yeah. And then I'm actually looking this website or um the Millennium Report. I mean, don't know how credible it is, but it is showing an interesting picture here of a plane flying as the explosion is happening at the Pentagon. It's like yeah, a plane that's the flying same, in a the AGM-86 ALC missile? Or the one no, no. It, so it's looking like it, this is kind of alleging that the plane that's flying away is what dropped the missile off. Or dropped the missile off to the Pentagon. Yeah, but what I'm looking up is the missile that was used on the Pentagon, right? Yeah. Well, it's just really to see a picture of it. Yeah, because like... Um... I the article that you're talking about, I I looked up the picture of that missile and I was like, wow, it looks exactly like you know, like you mentioned an airplane. Yeah, uh, on that millenniumreport.com. Yeah. 
yeah, if you scroll down, you'll see uh, the pictures I'm talking about, like a photo of an airplane flying in restricted airspace at the moment of the impact at the Pentagon. And then below it, it shows like such a tiny hole in the wall. So, so the articles thing. I was reading basically said like it's the shadow government that's in charge of this. Well, it's a uh, so. We gotta look up the we gotta look up the video. Um, there was a video of a meeting. At, I think it was either Congress or the House of Representatives, where they were um discussing how the um. I forget which which branch of the government was um in charge of this, but there was um money that was lost. I forget the exact amount, but it was it was enough to be like it was like in the trillions. Seven point two trillion dollars, I think it was. It's just money that was lost. How they to this day we don't know. It was like, um. The government basically spent, um, just trying to bring it up right now. Because what I've read, I mean, basically the whole 9-11 incident took place because, you know, America was in debt or like something along the lines of they needed to cover up their own asses about the money being missing. Yeah. $2.3 trillion is what the, is what the Pentagon, uh, reported missing and I don't know how you're you misplaced 2.3 trillion dollars now the person who reported it missing is that same guy who didn't take any action until 10 a.m. which is Donald Rumsfeld he announced on September 10th that two more than two trillion dollars had gone missing and all these buildings targeted were were finan had financial offices in them. The World Trade Centers, the uh, part of the Pentagon that conveniently got hit by a quote unquote plane. They were all uh, the def They were all the financial. They all had the financial reports. So any evidence of this two point three trillion dollars was destroyed in these uh, alleged attacks. See, my thing is. My main thing is, if this was an inside job, they're just, wait, our own people are just willing to just kill our own people? Like, we're just willing to, like, sacrifice all these lives well, that were lost? Well, the thing is, when you get to that level, it's like, they don't look at us as people, you know? Like, George Bush doesn't, like, you know, he's not gonna relate to you. You know, because you're not in that group. So it's like, how could they go against our own people? We're just cattle to them, you know? We're just numbers. Kind of like that one video clip that you showed on the podcast where, oh, they're just checker players. They're just they're just gas station people. They're just subway workers. You know, along the lines of like, we're kind of like you said nothing to them. Pretty much. Like, yeah, especially at that high level. Because, I mean, you can even look this up. Every U.S. president is related, you know, by blood. I think there's only one president who was not related, and that was back before 
pretty much the government got all corrupt. Well, recent Farm corruption. Rowan, like JFK, and that's like the whole like spark of it too. Before that. Oh, okay. Because JFK is even related. Like he's part of the bloodline, you know? Gotcha. And um, every president is related by blood to the queen, who in turn is related to the prophet Muhammad, apparently. So it's just a real deep bloodline. So can't, like, imagine, like, how, like, this all happens and just, like, fan the family tree. Basically, like, if your family tree is wealthy and has royalty in it, it's just crazy to stem from that, like, family tree. Yeah. So, like, 441 days after 9-11 is when George Bush finally decided to put together an investigative body. And, um... He named Henry Kissinger as the head of that body, which Henry Kissinger, he's connected to the royal family. He's got connections to the Pope. He's a really high up there elite. That's weird that you mentioned that. That, that name sounds awfully, awfully familiar. We mentioned it on the podcast before, right? He's connected. Um, I'm not exactly sure. But it's crazy to note that he's still alive today. He was born in 1923, so he's like 97 years old and still walking around. He's still walking around? Still walking around. All right, let me search this guy up. His name is Henry Kissinger? Yeah, K-I-S-S-I-N-G-E-R. He's 97 years old and he's still walking around with no crutch or anything like that? I mean, I don't know if he has a cane or anything, but I know he's probably pretty mobile. Mm, that's that's weird. That's fishy, huh? Yeah. Um, I know it has nothing to do with 9-11, but it's just a little little rabbit hole. Um, you know, hashtag save the children. Um, I don't know, Charlie or Brian, have you seen that one movie that was on Amazon Prime but then was taken off? It was on Amazon Prime for a year, and then it just, just recently got taken off, I mean, within, like, this couple months. Um, I, for, I don't know what the title of the movie was, but pretty much, you know, it's a movie where, basically, they, they gather kids and they want to scare them and basically, like, sacrifice them and do rituals and, like, basically drain their blood and do adrenochromes. But at the end of the movie, it's, like, it's showing, like, a tablet, and in this tablet, it's showing, like, a list of, like, well-dressed politicians so I, i'm just putting it out there i mean just like a little hint of truth in there maybe that's why it was taken off amazon prime or something i don't know I'm gonna, i need to see the title of the movie for sure oh, let me see i watch too many it. movies so a lot of the offices in the world trade center uh a lot of the people didn't show up like Larry Silverstein, who owned the World Trade Center, he was supposed. He usually has breakfast every morning, but that morning he went to a doctor's appointment. Apparently, did you um, say Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be like Mark there? Wahlberg missed his flight? Apparently, uh, the creator of Family Guy missed his flight, and um, apparently, uh, soon after uh, his show was canceled, Family Guy they brought it back, which is one of the few shows to ever be brought back. After being canceled, it's very particular because it seems like there's a trend of people. If we, if we actually did like the research, like dived in, 
for their main. It sounds like there might be a, like a list of people that were like just so happened to be tipped off. Yep, tipped off or something. You know, you never really truly know. But I mean, the suspect list on who's involved with 9/11 goes so deep to multiple countries. Um, man, I'm trying to. What was that video we watched? I'm trying to find the ones about the Israelis. The dancing Israelis. So, during 9-11, it was reported that there were people on top of a moving truck celebrating and taking pictures uh, of the attacks as they were happening. And they were dancing and hugging and all that. Have you heard that? I heard that too. Yeah, I heard so, that too. I heard there was like... Some people, like, you know, mentioned to be, like, celebrating after the attack, yeah. So, this group of people, I think there was, like, four or five in total. Um, they were pulled over. They found their camera, and on the camera they had video footage, not video footage, pictures of them high-fiving, of the plane attacks. One dude was holding up a lighter as the tower was burning, and... You know, to make it look like, you know, he was lighting it on fire, I guess. But I think they released him. They released all of them. Didn't, I think they spent one day in jail. But nothing further than that. And sure enough, they all fled back to Israel. And when they went to talk to the owner of their moving company, the owner of the moving company had closed the company and went back to Israel. And so I'm going to play a clip of... Um, they're called the Dancing Israelis, but they were apparently students who came from Israel to the United States. Uh, and this is what they said when they went back to Israel on Israel on Israeli TV. Uh, I just have to find the right the right second. Elner claimed on national Israeli TV that they had been sent there to document the event. And at that point, we were taken for another round of questioning, this time related to our allegedly being members of Mossad. The fact of the matter is, we are coming from a country that experiences terror daily. Our purpose was to document the event. Their purpose was to document the event. Yeah. So it's like, how did they know the event was going to go down, you know? Yes. I mean, saying that their purpose was to document the event, how did they know an event was going to happen, you know? And that's not what they told American authorities, you know. They just told them that, oh, they're students, you know, they came from Israel, they saw what was going on and just took pictures. So the theory behind that is that, you know, they were just a cover story for the real suspects to get away, you know. So I'm going to find another video clip. Oh, hold on. Okay, so the first clip... Um, is one of the chairmen from the 9-11 commissioners. The co-chair of the 9-11 commission itself admits to us that the process he headed up was seriously flawed. So there are all kinds of reasons. We thought we were set up to fail. We got started late. We had a very short time frame. Indeed, we had to get it extended. Uh, we did not have enough money. They were, they were afraid we were going to hang somebody. But it was very difficult, and Lee and I write in our book that um, we think the commission in many ways was set up to fail. So basically, there's, those were both um, the chairman and the co-chairman 
of the 9-11 Commission. And as you can see, they both agreed that it was pretty much set up to fail from the beginning. And then let me go to another clip of, his name is, I think, Bob Carey. Do you support a criminal investigation in 9-11? Because I know yours was an exposition. It was, it was not a criminal investigation. So that's a interviewer for We Are Change asking the questions to Bob Carey in November 2009. So, but, I, but, I, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, do, I do support a permanent commission to examine, not just that, but lots of other things in this area. So. But if it's a permanent cover-up, then it's, uh, it's, I mean, if it's an act of war and, it's, and it's, it's hiding things, which everyone on your commission knew that the Pentagon was changing their stories, lying to you, right. and it's a cover-up of an act of war, and under Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution, it's treason. So unless we get to the very bottom of it, then we're still talking tr a treasonous exposition. This is a longer conversation. I'm not okay. sure you have, this one here get to the bottom of it. We have to, or we can't save our country, sir. I don't think, well, if that's the, if that's the condition upon which we're going to be saving our country, I don't, because the problem is it's a 30-year-old conspiracy. It's, no, I'm talking about 9-11. That's what I'm oh, talking oh, about. Oh, you are. You mean yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I got to So that's it. He just said it's a 30-year conspiracy, and this was in 2009. The the questioner was like, I'm talking about 11 and he's like, I am too, and I was like, oh, yep. so 30 years, huh? And then he's just like, all right, got to go. See ya. Maybe a little bit told too much truth. Maybe. But, or yeah. sometimes they just let the right thing slip, you know? I was going to say, I was going to say you had to bite the tongue quick and was like, got to go. Wow. And where was that at? How did he get that information? He was like interviewing him where? He was interviewing Bob Carey. Break down who he was during 9-11. How do you spell that? Bob Carey? How do you spell that? K-E-R-R-E-Y. Let me see real quick. So he's an American politician, served in the 35th governor of Nebraska from 1983 to 1987. As a United States senator from Nebraska from 1989 to 2001. I'm not exactly sure what his connection was. I think, oh, here he is. He was on the 9-11 Commission. There you go. After he retired from the Senate, he served on the National Commission on Terrorist Attacks upon the United States, which was, uh, that's what... Henry Kissinger was the chairman of. And he was the vice president to George W. Bush, right? No, that's Dick Cheney. Oh, okay. But, yeah, he was another part. He was just part of the 9-11 Commission, pretty much showing that the 9-11 Commission, you know, again, set up to fail, pretty much was just to make it look like they were doing some kind of investigation, but in reality they weren't. Well, YouTube's now owned by Google, which it's, you know, probably government-connected. Oh, I mean, it's, it's been all connected ever since everything. I mean, Facebook is connected. They're all connected. It's, they're all linked. Why do you think, like, big tech can be where they are right now and, like, have such leniency with our government? Big tech, I mean, Apple, Microsoft, Google... I mean, there's so much leniency in big technology. Like, they can pretty much get away with, it, away with anything. And, like, at pretty the same much. time, they're, like, best friends with the government because they're providing surveillance. Yep. If you're not going to play ball, they're not going to let you thrive. And That's why there's like, never I mean, been another internet company like Amazon, you know? They get all those tax cuts. Oh, another That's thing, impossible yeah, Amazon, for anybody. That's another one to bring. 
Amazon, yeah, he got like this huge tax cuts. Like every anywhere he builds, it, he doesn't have to pay taxes. Apparently, it's just crazy. And and another thing is they use they abuse the United States uh, Postal Service. So basically, like anything that basically is free, like pr Amazon Prime two day shipping. Well, they just basically abuse the United States Postal Service, and then in some weird way, they basically don't have to pay United States Postal Service. And then. Not only that, Jeff Bezos also owned uh, the Washington Post, which has long been known as a CIA newspaper, just well, pumping out propaganda. Is, he, he, I mean, he owns that. He owns Whole Foods now. It's like, what, is he controlling the food now? He's controlling what you eat. Probably. So, so I know. I know. Yeah, this 9-11 stuff, I mean, <laughs> it just goes deep. You know, so many people... Um, insurance companies, business it does, men, I mean, it, it, politicians. It's just, it's just sad to go to like find out like if it w really was an inside job. I mean, you're gonna really kill your own people, like all those people that died. You know, not not just yep. like not just like taking into account oh the people that were actually in the building, but like those people like police officers, firefighters, those people that were not even in those buildings and then from the debris collapsing, you know, dying. I mean, it's just, like, a lot of things to take account for. To, like, to fathom that, like, if it was an inside job, like, dude, like, oh, my God. I just can't, well, like... again, you know, there was no response until 10 a.m., you know, and the attacks happened between, like, 7 and 8 in the morning, I think. It's almost as if, like, it's one of those things where you don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe, like, your government did this. Like, like, you just just choose, like, you choose not to believe it. Like, you, oh, no, that's almost to where, like, it's nowhere possible to they would have done it. So, I'm just reading this. It's interesting that they mentioned that Matt Lauer, how he interrupts an interview to, so it's just, like, I don't know. Because now he's kind of gone down during the whole Me Too movement. And it's just like, at one point, he might have been considered a hero, you know? <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I remember when there was the whole crew. The whole crew on NBC. It was Matt Lauer. It was, um... Here's shit. what's happening in your neck of the woods. Yeah, I was going to say Al Roker. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, because it made me remind me of his name. Al Roker, there was... There was a, I forgot her name, but the blonde-headed lady, she was on, for, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire at Once. Um, I mean, it was like this whole tight-knit group, or group that I really thought, like, news evolved around them. And then when, like, I got older, I was like, wait, there's other news anchors? Yeah, it's crazy. So, I'm looking here. I mean... What, I mean, I, I it, they even say, like, it's been, what, 19 years since the event took place? That's so long ago already. So there? Yeah, I'm just looking. So they're really just trying to point the blame on the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, Afghanistan, Iraq, and all of them. So, I mean, pretty much wrapping it up here. I know today's episode was kind of all over the place, but really to get... A good grasp of 9-11 you it takes months even years of research because so many names so many groups so many businesses yeah, architects engineers you know as well. yeah our technical difficulties don't help either <laughs>
but um, we'll post all the links. A lot of the stuff is from the Corbett Report on YouTube. He has his own website. We'll post links. Architects and engineers for 9/11 Truth. I think that's A E 9/11 Truth on YouTube. They've also got a lot of good information on how fires and bring down the the twin towers in Tower Seven. All right, Justin. So pretty much just wrapping it up. Yeah been a good good episode i mean really this is like the start to any conspiracy theories 9-11 you know or and the jfk obviously but 9-11 just because it's more recent and just a lot of things don't add up with that if you really look into it oh, this was pretty interesting this all right recording Nice Coming to you, you Brian and Charlie. Southwest Florida. Call your cast.